0: Coming up on the InStuff Podcast. My own personal success does not bring me as much joy as watching my enemy get crushed.
1: You bringing this to my attention is squashing my faith in humanity.
0: <laughs> well, it was about time. Oh. <laughs> you made it pretty far, I gotta say. <laughs> Clearly you don't fly a lot. <laughs> no. All that and more than you could ever dream to ask for. Coming up next on the InStuff Podcast. The Stuff Podcast is brought to you by ScratchBand, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. Why is everyone telling you to wash your hands these days? Because they're covered with germs. Every time you touch your face, you're helping to put those germs into your body and make yourself sick. Until now, ScratchBand's patent pending design allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers, shielding you from those gross hands. Made of medical grade silicon, you can sanitize it in the dishwasher, washing machine, or even a microwave. So stop touching your face and making yourself sick and join the evolution. Scratch Band. More information at scratchband.life. Kristen, you're going through a busy time right now, huh?
1: Well, yes, I'm sure everybody is because we're rolling up on the holidays.
0: That's true. Yeah. But you had three days at the, was it officially a Christmas bazaar?
1: It's a holiday marketplace. Holiday
0: marketplace. Yes.
1: I invited crazy into my life this fall, and (laughs) now I'm committed to, through spring, a lot of really busyness.
0: Wow. Through spring? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which is cool. Like, I just started saying yes to the things that I really wanted to do, but I was turning down just Mm -hmm. because time management is also a skill. But I was tired of not doing the thing I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's interesting to find that balance between doing things that are exciting to you and get you fired up and (laughs) sleeping and also just having, like, a life, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Like, I got all obsessed with now is the year I was going to make my christmas special
1: you made a christmas special and I
0: made it I'm but excited. it was brutal and for a brief period there i thought it was my masterpiece the greatest thing i've ever created
1: the last time we talked you were excited and you were obsessively editing i it.
0: couldn't stop editing and then briefly after that i crashed oh my goodness and now i what can happened? barely stand to watch it because i overdid it <sighs> it's like that song that you listen to too many times you love it so much and then after like the 75th listen, you're like, oh, I never want to hear who let the dogs out ever again.
1: That's in your Christmas special?
0: I'm Just kidding. No.
1: Well, let me tell you, after three days at a holiday marketplace where they were playing the same play oh, set over and over right. again, I've had mm-hmm. enough of that particular play set.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty done, too. It's my house, I had to decorate for Christmas in mid-October so that we could film this thing
1: it's super cute yeah although your tv looks like it's coming out of a volcano <laughs> yeah it's like red lights behind it
0: <laughs> yeah the tv i don't know what to do with that's a dark corner i don't know what to do with it but
1: it looks good it, you know it could go one of two ways mm-hmm. emerging from a volcano or christmas
0: the changes color i could make it maybe i should make a blue
1: oh that's fancy yeah i got one of those phillips hue bulbs yeah because I wanted something that I could change the color on mm-hmm. and also turn on and off when I wasn't home then I realized I needed a bridge right and now I just need to run into town to get a bridge
0: for 50 bucks
1: exactly what the f uh,
0: it is horrible it is so frustrating when yeah cuz I I wanted the switch bots I'm like oh switch bots that'd be awesome or any variety of other things and they're like you must also have this bridge and it's 50 bucks. And you're know, like, oh, for this dumb box I plug in. Ugh. <laughs> Same thing for my lock. Like I got the smart lock. But if I want to control it over Wi-Fi, you got to get the bridge. And it's got to be close by.
1: How does your smart lock do in the cold, cold here in Fairbanks?
0: It does okay. It was sticking a little bit today. Yeah. Um, but some of that comes of down season. to your alignment, your door alignment. I had more trouble when it wasn't quite aligned right.
1: Okay. I find in the beginning of this season the sticking thing is sticking is more of an issue because they're frozen i think
0: and yeah there's more humidity maybe in the beginning of the season yeah Yeah.
1: i tried to so last week i had i took off to get ready for that holiday marketplace and i took my vehicle in for an oil change so they the repair place put took it into their heated bay Mm -hmm. and all the ice that had formed on my vehicle melted Ugh. and then they drove it out of the bay oh, and, and it all, it all froze, froze. <laughs> I couldn't get into my tonneau cover i couldn't oh, put the what? bed of the truck down oh
0: no i was just <laughs> was thinking crazy. like that's a great idea why do i do my own oil changes i could bring my car in and have them melt it but yeah then they it...
1: couldn't open my windows to get coffee oh my goodness. it was gosh. terrible that was And the you don't part. have
0: an enclosed garage so that's just nope. the way it's going to be all winter yep <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's you're just like who do i know with a heated garage i can rent for three hours
1: zero people it turns
0: out (laughs) (laughs) well i had a nice meeting with your boss today
1: that is a little scary
0: yeah your name didn't really come up good (laughs) (laughs) that's less scary (laughs) i was talking with him for counseling purposes because (laughs) been a little bit down on my job lately
1: your job doing christmas specials and having podcasts
0: shut up it's (laughs) if you think hard about it you can be discontent about anything and i managed (laughs) to find a way to be discontent and i was like i don't know like if i can continue to work at a place because me working there is an endorsement of that place and i'm just not feeling it right now and i was like wait who thinks so many people hate their jobs and want nothing to do, like, but just do them anyway. Like, why do I think that people assume that because I work somewhere that I, like, wholeheartedly endorse everything that that place does? You know what I mean? But <laughs> I have that question. in my mind. I, you know, there's a certain mentality that came with generations after the boomers that you want some job satisfaction. And, and you want to work. Yes. You have a your job, your career is your mission. It's not just something that pays the bills. It's part of your calling. And people are more interested in a job that fulfills them than necessarily pays the most or whatever. And there's a downside to that because everybody's going to have crappy days at at work. And there's going to be days where people are jerks to you and and you don't like everyone you work with. And anyway, I just was, uh, yeah. But it cheered me up a lot to meet up with someone who I really liked.
1: yeah you know he's a good guy
0: it kind of reminds you like oh okay yeah of course i don't think everyone in the entire university is wonderful but there are wonderful people here Mm -hmm. and i wish i worked more with them
1: (laughs) and they want to do good things (laughs) which is actually really cool right
0: exactly and you're one of those wonderful people i just forget that you you. forget that you work there oh gosh. (laughs) <laughs> I hope you didn't say that to my boss. <laughs> no, it is it's Kristen, does she still work for you? I feel like I never see her do anything. Oh, gosh. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can just I cut can, that right I out. I can say that because last week overwhelmed you with positive feedback. That
1: was very... That was well-timed.
0: <sighs> yeah. Although I feel like I should have saved some of it and, like, spread it out. It was, like, Christmas morning. Like, I should have, like, saved a few presents for later, but yeah, oh, well.
1: It, it took me... On a 180 degree pivot from the day before where I was just having an existential meltdown. Yeah. And so that, it, that was actually really perfect.
0: Well, I'm so glad that that worked <laughs> out. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. But it's November in Fairbanks, which is a psychologically challenging time for a lot of people because it's yes. really getting gray and dark. And cold. And cold. And we're all just sort of like, and you got months and months of this coming. And so, and if there's a little bit from the academic side of feeling like you still got a big push to do mm-hmm. before yeah. the semester's wrapped up and you Fall get kind of a break. Not over yeah. yet. But we got Thanksgiving coming in. Normally, once Thanksgiving comes, I coast through the rest of the semester. <laughs>
1: you know, it seems like a milestone, but really, it's four days.
0: It does, but it feels—it's amazing <laughs> how un, how I can demotivate myself over four days. <laughs> you come back, you're like, I still have to work, but it's for like two weeks, and then anyway. It's nice. But,
1: I love this time of year, actually, just what? to like banter for a little bit more. I do only because I am so good at holiday break. Like I purposefully take a long holiday break and I do nothing except the things that I want to (sighs) do because nobody is on campus really that deals with me and the things that I do. Mm -hmm. And so nobody can email, nobody needs anything. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing.
0: When I was staff, I learned pretty quick, don't take time off over the holidays because that's when everyone else takes time (laughs) off and it's like super easy at work. Take time off when your boss is around. But I figured any day I took off that my boss also wasn't in was a wasted day <laughs> because, oh, man, I've disliked some bosses in the past. But anyhow, today we're talking about the carbon footprint of how
1: about the environmental the environmental
0: impact of, impact of cloud computing, of cloud computing, <laughs> which I say carbon footprint because in trying to research this, I was struggling to come up with. Good search terms.
1: Well, there's more that is impacted than just the carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought it was important to frame it more as an environmental impact. Mm -hmm. Because there's an impact in water usage. There is an impact for um, carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. And there's also an impact on uh, land usage.
0: Right. Yeah well and there's a financial impact which i really wasn't aware of that that you referenced before we started recording because most of us i mean i assume people understand what cloud storage is but we're talking about like google drive storing storing data on a server somewhere. so google drive yep
1: microsoft 360 mm-hmm. netflix which or amazon prime all of those things yeah Dropbox. but the ones the one
0: yeah okay that's general bleh, cloud computing but What we're referencing is the stuff you have control over personally, right? Is that what you want to talk about? Like when you decide, hey, I'm going to throw four gig of photos on Google Drive from an event and then forget that they're there and never delete them.
1: Well, what inspired me to bring the topic up is that I don't hear, one, I don't hear a whole lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's really easy to take for granted. For instance, oh, yeah. I have unlimited, or I at one point had unlimited storage on Google Drive. Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean? And then long term, what does that actually mean? There's files that I never go back and revisit from the backup I did in 2017. Do right. I really need to keep them up there? What does it take to keep them up there? and Why are they still
0: there? It reminds me of trash you put stuff in the trash and just like not my problem anymore i can put anything i want in here and someone else will solve it and when yeah when you when you're when you've got something like that where there's no ramification for you it becomes someone else's problem it's very easy to just kind of abuse it not necessarily abuse it but not not dedicate a lot of brain power to it.
1: Can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you pay for extra Google drive storage or anything like that? No,
0: I didn't. I didn't know that I didn't get unlimited storage
1: for, for instance, for a consumer Google account. Like, do uh-huh. you pay extra for photo storage or anything?
0: Mm, No, I don't think so.
1: I was curious.
0: I'm unhappy with my current photo storage situation. So I think I, I was like trying to do something with Apple iCloud, but I don't know if I actually ended up doing anything that cost me money or not. I (laughs) think
1: Apple iCloud, if iCloud, I can't say that. That would be terrible. Yeah. I find it infinitely infuriating.
0: We should do an episode on photo management.
1: Let's do that. Because I I
0: desperately need to know like, how should this be done? because I got pictures in like four or five different drives. I got five copies of them over various places. I have no long game when it comes to photos. And, I'm, and I just feel like I'm throwing them into iPhoto and be like, And well, you keep
1: taking photos in the meantime. Yeah, I do too. And it
0: is like, oh, <laughs> someday. I don't know if I'm ever going to look through these. So what what we're concerned with is that this four gig of pictures from this event has to sit on a server somewhere. And if it's, you know, for me right now, it's it's sitting on a Google server somewhere. It costs me nothing, so I don't pay any attention to it. And yet that server needs to be plugged in. It needs to be cooled. It needs to be securely stored. It needs to be maintained. It needs to be updated.
1: And it needs to sit on a piece of privately right. or commercially owned uh, property.
0: Right and so the idea is kind of like back in the early in the early days of you know when we were worried about recycling and and suddenly people were focusing on trash what if this stuff can never be deleted and people are just adding and adding like i think about youtube all of the so much that's one where i've got plenty of stuff up on there that is done like i was it was a video i made for somebody it doesn't need to be up there anymore but why bother taking it down?
1: I'm guilty of that too.
0: Right. Um, how, how do we maintain this? How much energy is going toward keeping data alive that no one will ever see again? All these emails from 20 years ago or whatever <laughs> that I never want to yes. see again that are stored on a server somewhere.
1: Or some of the just like marketing and spam emails that you have accidentally not deleted.
0: Sure. Yep.
1: Since or the early days. Like, yeah. There's stuff I just got cut stuff. off
0: from. Like I don't even know. Like, is there stuff on a server somewhere that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't even remember? So, you know, I had a little trouble researching this, um, but that's because I'm a visual learner and I whenever I'm researching something, I like to go to YouTube. And there's not a boatload there's like one guy more or less I could find who was talking about this problem and what you can do about it and had some interesting facts a lot some of it seemed to be just general internet related like Mm -hmm. he he the the fact that you know finally stuck with me because they're throwing about a a bunch of numbers about gigawatts and gigawatts gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts
1: you're back to the future (laughs)
0: whatever um but he said running the internet these days is energy-wise about the equivalent of the airline industry. Hmm. But that's the whole internet. So, you know, that's all kinds of different devices and servers and stuff. So all like connecting.
1: connected digital technologies.
0: Yeah. So I don't exactly know where that number comes from. But what makes you care about this what what has got this on your radar when it doesn't seem to be bothering a lot of other people i mean isn't this like a as as moore's law continues and you know this four four gig which in 1990 you know seven would have been like massive SCSI drive for me. Like, oh my gosh, drive. there's oh my four gig free on this SCSI drive, You're which so weighs 12 pounds <laughs> and is so slow, but oh my gosh, four gig. How could we ever feel that? And now I have 256 gig on a micro SD card that I could swallow without water
1: if I wanted to. <laughs> right.
0: Why, why worry about this? Is it the fact that it's just eternal that freaks you out? No,
1: that's not what freaks me out. I think that people are not thinking about this issue because it's not directly impacting them right now, Mm -hmm. and it potentially could. And it's something that if we're thinking about it now, we could start doing something to put... We could put an effort into it so that it potentially doesn't become such a huge issue. Mm -hmm. For instance, at work, um, I hear conversations where people want to record a class or record a meeting and make it available for people that weren't able to attend, Mm -hmm. which is great. It's a great use of video streaming and storage. Mm -hmm. But after the semester is over or after even a couple of weeks and people aren't going to watch that again, why leave that video up on a server to just infinite, you know, indefinitely be maintained as a piece of data that no one's ever going to come back to That doesn't cost the individual Mm -hmm. anything, but it does cost the institution something to continuously have to maintain like a video streaming service plan or something like that.
0: Is this a feeling that is reflected in other parts of your life? Do you like go around your house and you're like, I am never going to use this wooden spoon again. I want it out of here. I'm tired of having maintaining this thing, dusting it.
1: I've I moved four times last year. So I've <laughs> purged a lot of extraneous things out of my life. But mm-hmm. there are people that for instance that I work with who who do things like this also that the things that they're cleaning and maintaining don't necessarily have any what seems to be a monetary impact on the way the world is running.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: almost seems like an OCD compulsion that they go through and like get rid of the extra tag that somebody isn't using for something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the things that people don't think about. And I don't necessarily feel that strongly about that level of data management. But I do feel like data is something that people do should feel responsible for because it's something that we are increasingly creating over time more and more of.
0: And overwhelming ourselves with. Yeah. I have a colleague who's a photographer, and photographers just, you know, compulsively take many, many pictures. They're all digital now. And they build up, and they build up, and they build up, and why would they ever delete anything? And then they die, and their kids are like, uh, what are we supposed to do with this?
1: Yeah, I mean, who's going to take the time to go through all that? Sometimes Mm -hmm. people do, 100%. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's just... It's left to grow fallow in the cloud.
0: It kind of reminds me of, you know, when someone passes away, the kids have to sort through all their junk. My mom talks about that a lot. Like, I'm de-junking my house, so when I go, you won't have a lot to mess with.
1: That's a very thoughtful person.
0: It's a very thoughtful thing. But in today's world, you have to also think, like, what about her digital junk? Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm not worried about that. She's not a photographer. (laughs) But um, just that, you know, what that's a whole other side and it's also just a yeah it's it's a bit of a stressful thing for me I've got a bunch of data spread out over two computers and probably a dozen hard drives and keeping all this stuff straight and I'm sure a lot of it I don't need anymore but do I and I can't find stuff sometimes so it's just a general life issue now of of data management but what interested me is that you said this is actually costing the university, too. What? How? Why is the university paying for this, and how much is it costing? So,
1: well, I don't know. I don't have those kind of numbers handy. But, mm. for instance, we have a video streaming service that we pay for, and it's not unlimited. Mm. We pay for the plan that we have. Mm-hmm. And the more storage we need, the more we pay for it. Mm. So wouldn't it be great if we could convince individuals to prune the things that are no longer necessary right. so we don't need a bigger plan we're not paying the extra money mm-hmm. and I think this can apply in many different areas of like cloud computing and storage virtual storage and all of that Mhm And there are a lot of things that I had never thought of either. There was a study that had been done recently by MIT, Purdue, and Yale. And they took a look at um, how digital technologies do impact land usage and carbon emissions and water usage. And some of the things that they found in that study I thought were really interesting. Um, They, and this is something that I'll quote from them, they said, to store and transmit all of the data powering the internet data centers consume enough electricity to account for 1% of global energy demand, mm-hmm. which is more than the total consumption for many countries. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a significance there and it, it's gonna grow. And I think what's interesting too, they go on to talk about things that we do day to day, for instance, video meetings. Mm-hmm. They said that if you have a meeting that you're joining online, and you turn your video off, you can reduce your environmental impact by 96%.
0: Which is crazy. I'm so glad to have another excuse to turn off my video.
1: Aside from wearing your pajamas?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm wearing jeans today. And one of the f- interesting side effects of the, you know, quarantine is jeans now feel like a suit of armor. I'm so uncomfortable in these things. I get angry when I have to put them on. I'm like, ugh. I was like today, I was like, I have to go see Owen. Do I have to wear jeans? I was like, I probably should wear jeans. It's better than like sweatpants.
1: <laughs> He's probably glad you put pants on.
0: <laughs> but as you know, unfortunately, I don't always extend you the same courtesy. Oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> You do always show up in pants I'm or always shorts.
0: wearing <laughs> pants, but they're not always, like, professional. <laughs> I haven't succumbed to sweatpants, but I got some things that are flirting with, with the line.
1: <laughs> Joggers.
0: <laughs> they're sort of, yeah, jogger pants. <laughs> yeah. They're from REI. They're supposed to be nice, but yeah. every time I wear them, I'm like, poof. So you. something
1: that that I noticed while we were researching this, too, is that when... when during the advent of cloud computing companies were saying that cloud computing is more efficient than, you know, the mm. energy mm-hmm. consumption required for everybody to like run software and things on their local machines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that was cloud computing was supposed to solve a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And the more I read, the more confusing the numbers had become, Oh, which I had a hard time sorting out. And at some point, I just stopped trying to sort them out because I didn't have enough time to research all of them. <laughs> right. But there do seem to be some conflicts in, in numbers where mm-hmm. people are saying it's, you know, environmental impact is this percent of that. It's like, okay, it's a, there is an impact there. Yeah. People say the number is different things, but regardless of what the actual number is, I think it's just, it's good practice. So you go through and prune out files mm-hmm. the same way you would prune out files on a laptop yeah. or dust in your house. Right. If you're so inclined to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or de-junk your garage. Cause if you're like me, you can never find anything. It's cause you have too much junk. And if you can't ever find files, organize and de-junk your, your cloud storage life too. I mean, yeah. Oh, haven't, I mean, I'm, like go on google drive i'm like please be in the recents because i will never find this document otherwise
1: well i think i'm not totally opposite because companies like google and i'm not saying that they're responsible for this but they do such a good job of refining search tools yeah, right if i can't find it i just, just get search. much better at search
0: yeah. yeah and speaking of google i did come across videos from google that basically talked about how incredibly wonderful they are and how they've offset all the carbon (laughs) that they ever made. And they're completely carbon, like not just like negative or positive. I don't like, and every time you send an email, like a puppy is born somewhere in the world. I mean, they talk about how amazing (laughs) their energy is now. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're like, that we We have so got this environmental thing down um according to them, um so you know, I'm sure there's another side to the story, but at any rate, you know, Google at least is talking about this stuff and seems to be doing stuff
1: they do have messaging,
0: offset. yes, handy. and they have messaging, so
1: I did come across something that sounded interesting, and it was. Uh, reference to let me see if i can find it again somebody developing the arctic circle data center Hmm. acdc (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) awesome
1: so it turns out that that is something that's happening supposedly um a company kolos uh in norway Hmm. wants to build like the largest data center above the arctic circle Hmm. well the largest data center data center period it will be above the arctic circle
0: oh okay and, I was going to say it's probably not too hard to get the biggest <laughs> one above the Arctic. Circle. Above you the get a couple Arctic terabytes one. and you're good. Anyway.
1: Yeah, and the reason that is significant is because you have a building somewhere where there's uh, easy access to natural cooling. Oh, there you go. For instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there is some land there too. But I went to the website. It took me a minute to actually find the real website, mm-hmm. and it still looks like. Everything is like virtually models, the building and the community. There wasn't any very pointed marketing um, that seemed meaningful about these are the things that, you know, this is how it's going to impact Norway's economy. And the neighborhoods will look like this. And we're going to be recruiting. And this is our latest press release. It's all very ambiguous still. Mm -hmm. Early press releases said that they were going to try to launch in 2021. They have a timeline on their website, and they're still gathering funding. So it may not be happening for for quite some time.
0: Never thought about how Fairbanks could do a better job of marketing its natural cooling.
1: Yeah. I think Juneau would be a great place. Um, one of the things I forgot to mention, this town where they want to build this data center, they wanted to power the data center data center with um, hydroelectric power. Oh. And we have, like coastal Alaska does have access to really great hydroelectric power. And that would really be a bonus yeah. too. And
0: it's always generally cool. Mm-hmm. A little damp. I'm not sure if you want nice dry air or want some moist air Yeah, let's just
1: say we're not data center
0: (laughs) building up on your on your cloud server from the salty air of juno but yeah
1: oh yeah yeah
0: huh having a data center up here
1: i mean it'd be cool it it would be interesting i'm sure there are people that have explored this further than we have Mm -hmm. it seems like an intriguing idea yeah i think um there are a few other articles that I had come across just looking for a little bit more of the conversation around, you know, what are we doing with all the data that we're storing? Is it important to even maintain it? And I was just really curious about asking these questions. Uh, and I'll link some of the articles that I had come across. I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear the guy that you found on YouTube yeah. as well.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know anything about his credentials, um, but his was the one video that seemed to really... Um, hit what we were talking about today, the environmental impact of this. And I mean, there's so many other things that go along with it. The, the main thing that comes back is security. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about like cloud computing concerns, more people are like, how do I make sure stuff doesn't get hacked and people get into my stuff?
1: Or even accidentally mm-hmm. if the permissions are, uh, if they change.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and... permissions. Oh, yeah, That's a whole other thing. Exactly. How annoying. I was just been posting a bunch of stuff to a folder that all these people I was working with have access to this folder, but somehow Google still didn't want them to have access to the file I was putting in that folder.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: I don't know what was going on. Um, so, but they could like change it themselves. What? So it's like you can't view this file, but you have administrative power, so you can change it if you want. <laughs> just like
1: that doesn't make this sense. is ridiculous.
0: But anyway, yeah. Well, it's it's a good point and. I wonder, there there must already exist like data cleanup day, Mm. but
1: that would be a cool day. That
0: would be a cool day.
1: Wait, keep talking. I'm going to Google for this.
0: Look for data cleanup day. Probably sometime. Well, if it's spring cleaning, then do, I don't know, sometime in the, in the winter. Um, when you're inside already. Nope. There's no data cleanup day. We are now announcing. Wait, wait, wait. I take it back. Oh, dang it. I thought for once I had an original idea.
1: DigitalCleanUpDay.org. Yeah. Cut down your CO2 share. Join the Digital Cleanup Day movement from the 1st of October 2021 to the 20th of March 2022. <laughs> that is not a That's day. That's not a day. We failed to
0: grasp the <laughs> definition of the word day. <laughs> Typical nerds. But this is a website.
1: It's, All right. And I had not come across this. I'm glad that you, you thought about Googling for this.
0: I didn't, but I thought of it the day and then you looked it up.
1: Yes. So this is something to look into.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It looks like they have an award if you register. Oh, okay. And give them your information.
0: Get the (laughs) digital OCD award. Um,
1: I know some people that would want to qualify for that award.
0: I believe it. Yeah. I think we know the same person probably. Maybe not.
1: They, so this website has a even, an even different number for um, how much energy the world's data uh, uses.
0: But aren't I using energy cleaning up my data? What's worse?
1: I don't know. These are all great Should questions. I just leave
0: it there and just, I'll send a letter to, well, that will take up carbon. <laughs> I will grow a tree. I'll grow a bunch of trees in the shape of a message to Google that says, I don't need that stuff anymore. (laughs) You can just burn it. (laughs) But that will release carbon. It
1: invites the question, is cloud computing, you know, if you're going to publish a magazine online versus print it on paper and then ship it out across the country, Mm -hmm. which is more environmental impact. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: These are all big questions.
0: Depends on if it's printed on that glossy paper I can't burn.
1: <laughs> In your wood stove?
0: In my wood stove. Or I don't like to burn anyway.
1: <laughs> or if there's like these video ads, you know what really started to bother me? And it didn't seem to bother many other people. When Facebook started, it was Facebook specifically, and I started noticing it at other places where they have... The videos that just play automatically mm-hmm. as you're scrolling through the internet mm. even if the volume is off mm. because data is so expensive up here in alaska
0: mm-hmm. i was
1: just i was so irate that they were allowing that to happen i was like this is using my data
0: yeah <laughs> i never thought about that because i managed to get unlimited data when at&t had it briefly and now i can't make any changes to my plan ever but <laughs> Sometimes I'll let a YouTube video play on my phone and I'll go into the kitchen and then it just keeps playing ads and videos, even mm-hmm. though I haven't hit anything. Yes. That's maddening. Yes. So. I agree. Um, Yeah. So.
1: And it clean. seems to me that it is streaming video that has the most impact. And of course, you know, there's AIs that run and there are mm, other things that. Right consumers aren't immediately involved in Mm -hmm. that does take a lot of, uh, I would say data network resources, but streaming video is huge. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: All right. Well, we're all going to celebrate data cleanup day on October 1st through September 30th.
1: No, 20th, (laughs) 20th of March. (laughs)
0: 2022. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to think about. And when, when, When you're done with the project, you know, keep your stuff organized and and get rid of it. It's it's just save yourself a lot of trouble.
1: Can I give you one of the statistics from this website?
0: Absolutely.
1: Digitalcleanupday.org. Okay. So the question they ask is, what is digital trash? And then they try to give some bullet points Mm -hmm. to kind of frame that it's bad. So they say if 20 million streaming subscribers were to lower the video quality of their streaming services from HD to standard, uh-huh. there would be a monthly reduction in 3.5 million tons of CO2, the equivalent of eliminating 6% of the total monthly coal consumption in the U S and they cite there's So there's a citation there and I haven't had a chance to look at these yet, but the website, Oh, cause these, this font is just the tiniest. Mm. Um, well, they're it trying would to save data by using small fonts. <laughs> that's not how fonts work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to go through this, this website uh, a little more closely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting. And also one thing I didn't really want to feel guilty about that now I'm feeling guilty about, especially when you get into the, the one of the main areas where, where I, Notice bandwidth. Most of the time, streaming from any number of services, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much fine, even up here in the middle of nowhere. But when you try and stream three sixty VR,
1: I never do that.
0: Agony, I know. (laughs) But it's the first time I'm like, oh, I wish I had really fast internet, you know. And so I see this problem getting significantly worse Mm -hmm. as streaming demands get grow with uh vr and the other thing i mean plus look at all the stuff all the lights i have in my house that are all connected to the internet i'm a horrible person
1: yeah there's there's that consumer guilt that kicks in it's Mm -hmm. like am i using the right bags at the grocery store am i doing all of the things
0: in the google video i saw they had a have you when searching for flights have you seen the option to search for the lowest carbon footprint flight
1: I haven't looked. No, as if I've, we
0: no. need another thing to look for flying from Alaska. I feel like we should <laughs> just get a pass. Oh. like which flight is less than sixteen hours? Yeah, that's what I search for. Jeez, oh, and you know, isn't you know have those little aster um, italics for you arrive at the next day kind of stuff? But <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: It's so. like five months later you arrive. I once I was <laughs> I went somewhere. This is back in the day when we would travel for work. I ended up going on a trip and I was when trying we could
0: travel for work.
1: Yes. When we were <laughs> able to travel for work for many reasons. Right. I was trying to come back and it turned out my return ticket was for a month later. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is a problem.
0: <laughs> well, I, I had an admin who scheduled me into, I think it was, what was it? I think she accidentally sent me to Las Vegas instead of Los Angeles or something like that.
1: Oh, they're close. They lost.
0: <laughs> fortunately I caught it. <laughs> but that would have been amazing to like get on and be like, uh I guess I'm not going to that event.
1: <laughs> no. Guess I'm just, just gonna go visit the Uh
0: anything else on this subject you wanna talk about?
1: Not no. Okay, no. <laughs> I just wanted to ask some questions and get people thinking.
0: Cool. Yes. Just asking questions. Just
1: asking questions (laughs) because I don't have any answers.
0: Okay. All right. I like that. I think, I feel like that's a maybe 40s thing. You realize in your 40s that you don't have, you have a lot more questions than you have answers. Yes. And that the questions are often more interesting than the answers.
1: Let's call it that. Like we're, it's... It's insightful to Mm -hmm. ask questions Yeah, and not feel totally lost in the middle of of your life. Right.
0: Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, did you have anything that, excuse me, blew you away this week?
1: So, yes. And really, I'm just going to complain about it getting cold.
0: Sweet. That's fine. (laughs) It's our podcast. We'll do what we want.
1: Anyway... This is the first week where we're seeing temperatures that are below minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit. And so, for instance, this evening it's supposed to get down, I think, to minus 15. And tomorrow it's supposed to get down to minus 20. Rob has his I'm in pain face on. The whole week is going to be like this. And, you know, it's just going to be a stretch. And I'm sure we're going to have one more freak warm spell. But Maybe. the first time this happens is so rough. It's just like, okay, everybody has to pull out their gloves and pull out their heavy jacket. And
0: and figure out how to yes. plug in your car again. That's the thing. It's like, oh, uh, like I forgot <laughs> to plug in my car. And today, I think, yeah, today I got in the car and you sit and the seats are rock hard because mm-hmm. they're frozen. And you're like, oh.
1: And you forget to pull the cord out of your vehicle. And now it's cold and it's this weird knot of yeah. cable you can't unfurl.
0: My daughter. <laughs> You know, just started driving and this is her first winter. And oh, so wow. I was like, don't forget to unplug the cord. Just, I don't want her like she was in a hurry yester- yesterday to go somewhere. I was like, I don't need you running off with my $25 blue cord and yes, breaking it.
1: I saw somebody on the Fairbanks community Facebook group. And they were announcing the beginning of snake season, Fairbanks snake season, which was hilarious. I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, yeah, everybody's driving away with their cords attached to their cars. Oh, I
0: thought they were talking about the snow snakes. Have you ever seen those? No. <laughs> oh, you, you think I'm joking? I do. I'm talking about the snow s- the snake-like snow that forms on power lines and stuff in the um, winter and droops down
1: okay because I've it's, seen that.
0: that is a very weird phenomenon we have that and we get those weird vertical cones of light that ice look pillars. like ice p- is that what they're called mm-hmm. that was another weird thing of fairbanks is somehow that was the,
1: happening last night
0: apparently was happened this morning i didn't oh I didn't,
1: so it was cold yeah so yeah all the ice crystals In the air polarized, like, they all start pointing the same direction. And Mm. if there's light shining through them, for people that haven't seen this before, Mm -hmm. it appears like there are these pillars of light that shoot straight up into the sky.
0: Yeah. It's kind of cool, but it only happens when it's god-awful cold out. So (laughs) So (laughs) But there was an amazing aurora a week or two ago. There was. I don't know if we caught it, but yeah.
1: Did you see any colors?
0: I didn't really notice too much color, but someone texted me at like eleven thirty. 30 was like there's purple and stuff and i went out wow. but it was all over the sky that was i mean it was just lighting up the whole sky wow so i that was, was asleep pretty, yeah or working right that's what i assumed i didn't i didn't text anybody else but okay so the cold it's a little bit brutal november bit brutal. <laughs> november generally like there's a sort of excitement for the holidays and thanksgiving and stuff that can help yeah and I. but it's yeah. still a rough one Gray. And actually this weekend, I just was like, look, I was feeling down. And I was like, look, dude, it's gray. It's nothing. It's not your life choices. It's not like you're not a good person. It's just a gray day. So just suck it up. But you feel like it's amazing how you you feel this way and you want to assign it to something else. It's something outside of me is causing this. And finally, I'm becoming enough of a grown-up that I'm like, look. When it's gray, you feel kind of down. When the sun comes out, suddenly everything seems great.
1: That's what I'm going to do for your Christmas gift. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says Rob is solar powered.
0: There you go. So you don't forget. But put it, mirror it so I can see it when I look in the mirror. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll be like, what does that say? Okay. Um, So I saw a pretty interesting documentary this week on HBO Plus, which I really recommend. If if you have AT&T, you get it free.
1: I don't have AT&T. How much do I have to pay?
0: Uh, I think it's eight ninety nine a month. It's a little pricey, but I really like HBO plus and it I had at and t for quite a while before I realized it was hmm. almost a year ago that that was finally like,
1: is HBO plus different than HBO Max?
0: Sorry, it's the same thing. Okay. I get them all confused. but they they have some great documentaries on there. and the one that I saw this last week was called Fifteen Minutes of Shame, and it's all about shaming people on the internet things they may or may not have done you know and is it was actually
1: friendly or malicious
0: this is bad shaming okay I mean it's produced uh one of the the the, the main forces behind it was Monica Lewinsky because she mm-hmm. was one of the first people to be kind of internet shamed I guess yeah and so it's about people who f- you know for either for ridiculous reasons it got shamed like one guy got shamed because it looked like he was doing a white power okay signal at some Black Lives Matter thing, but he was just stretching his fingers. The
1: symbol you're making is not a white power The white power has
0: taken over okay. This now means white power because I think it's, I forget where the, somehow this makes a white power symbol.
1: Oh, really? That's what we used to do in high school to get people to look in dirty places.
0: Oh, well, anyway, Which just
1: makes it more hilarious.
0: I think <laughs> just one of the other horrible things that the white power movement has done is they have corrupted the okay sign. And this guy was stretching his fingers like this. Oh. And somebody drove by and took a picture and said that he was flashing white power, even though he was like a, I think a, um, he was like Latino or something like that. He was huh. like, why? And he got fired from his job. What? And oh, they wouldn't geez. hire him back. And and so there's that kind of shaming and then there was some there's a guy who um you know had a whole bunch of hand sanitizer that he bought and was selling Oh
1: yeah, that guy.
0: And I remember that guy. His life was basically destroyed for looking like he was profiteering. Anyway, one of the things that blew me away in this documentary was re- they talked about research that showed we get more joy from watching rivals fail. Than from seeing our team succeed. What? That's... And it kind of resonates. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going on YouTube and I Google like Michigan State, best Michigan State plays, because. I
1: like you're Googling this, I Google flutters. with really
0: big fingers. <laughs> I, have a, I have a giant Fisher Price keyboard that I use every once in a while, like Big it's Bird the pops size out. of the
1: keyboard that bah, Tom Hanks has. Bah.
0: Google Plays, Google Fun Plays. You know, how much joy do I get out of watching the Spartans score a bunch of touchdowns versus watching the University of Michigan fumble and get defeated and lose at the last second? Mm. There's a certain amount of me that like, oh, yeah.
1: Why are you trying to kill? My
0: success, even like I, my own personal success does not bring me as much joy as watching my enemy get crushed.
1: You bringing this to my attention is squashing my faith in humanity.
0: <laughs> well, it was about time. Oh. <laughs> you made it pretty far, I got to say. <laughs> Clearly, you don't fly a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Free Guy
1: last night.
0: Yeah, and it made you feel good about humanity?
1: <laughs> kind of. Free Guy's all about, well, I'm not going to ruin it, but he's he's uh, an NPC in a video game mm-hmm. that goes around instead Reynolds, of... Reynolds, right? Yes. It's Ryan Reynolds. Anyway, he goes around doing good things instead of, like, killing and shooting people.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. yeah. It's a, it looks like an intriguing idea. But. Yeah. Well, um, there's plenty of good things about people, but the fact that we get more joy out of watching our enemies get crushed than we do watching our allies succeed is... Uh, telling? Telling. Oh. And it's part of why we love shame so much and why...
1: I don't love when it. I go
0: on YouTube. I wanna, I wanna click on videos that show my enemies being destroyed, mm. rather than my allies having a big win.
1: You know what? I realized while you're talking, I watch a comedian on YouTube who she kind of does reaction videos, mm-hmm. but her reactions are on videos that are like brides like bridezillas mm. that say these really impossibly terrible things for the that revolve around their wedding mm-hmm. to shame them
0: mm. because they're shaming
1: other people it, it is kind of this weird chain of shame
0: <laughs> shaming the shamers yes wow
1: I, so i'm not guiltless
0: okay well i think it's good to know i think knowing is half the battle and so, are you GI Joe? GI <laughs> Joe taught me how to how to tread water. I've really? never forgotten that.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember that lesson. From there that. was a
0: lesson. It showed you to sweep, put your arms out wide, mm-hmm. like this motion. How would you describe this motion? Like big it's fans.
1: Like, yeah, it's like flapping your wings, but in front of you on a on a one on, single on plane. A, on
0: a plane, level with the water, and then kick with your legs. Yeah. And I've never forgotten how G.I. Joe taught me how to tread water. And then in high school, they taught me you can also take off your pants and turn them into a life preserver.
1: Yes, I learned that during (laughs)
0: groundproofing.
1: Oh, really? I did not enjoy that lesson.
0: (laughs) That was pretty wild. I still remember like, (laughs) oh, I can tie knots in my pants and flop my pants over to fill them with air and then hold on to my pants
1: nobody talks about the fact that while that's all happening you're trying to get your boots off and then your pants off to make knots in your pants to wear around your neck this is the world's most disgusting necklace yeah (laughs) well i guess maybe a meat necklace might be more disgusting (laughs) not to mention
0: getting wet jeans off is (sighs) yeah anyhow so that's what blew me away and i recommend the (laughs) the documentary
1: if you link and, it, I'll put it in the show notes.
0: Okay. And uh, it, yeah, it makes, you, it makes you realize how quickly we are, we are want to jump on the shame bandwagon. That's true. Without getting a lot of information and without giving, you know, everybody screws up sometimes. Yeah. You know. That is true. And so really, do you have to just like cancel everybody Aww. for the one screw up? I don't know. Um, It's... We are not as humans. The the internet is not good at nuance. No, I agree. Unfortunately. It's so much easier to just be like, this person's horrible, clearly horrible. I shame you and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's not good. Makes you feel a little bit better about your life, I guess. Rob. Yeah.
1: This week, it's time for you to pick a topic.
0: Thanks for helping us move along. <laughs> well, you know, the the thing that I really need help with is photo storage. Okay. Do you know anything about it?
1: I do. Really? Yes. Oh good.
0: Then I won't do anything. I'll just wait for next week. As for a you. graphic
1: designer, this is something I have struggled with for almost twenty years. And
0: you came with a solution? Came up with a solution?
1: I could come up with some solution. Okay,
0: good. Because I have looked into this and I feel like I just can't I don't know. I never seem to get a good... Maybe it's because I don't want to pay for stuff. I don't know. You do
1: have to pay for them and put effort into them.
0: Uh, Those are the two. If it was one or the other. (laughs) No, if it was one. If it was just pay.
1: (laughs) You know, the other thing I didn't mention, and this is tangentially related to photo storage and photos in general, people will put things online that are not optimized. And that just Mm. wastes server space like Mm -hmm. and also it takes a long time for people to download too like optimize your images before you put them on a website people
0: oh yeah that's a deal breaker if i click on a website and i watch the images progressively scan in nobody (laughs) wants that you don't know what you're doing (laughs) all right proper the best way to store your photos
1: are we gonna do the best how about we just do ways (laughs) ways
0: Some ways to store your photos that might be optimal <laughs> or better than what you're doing now
1: <laughs> next Potential, time yes.
0: on the In Stuff Podcast. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to the InStuff Podcast. If you'd like to join the discussion or see links to the things we referenced in today's episode, feel free to pop on over to instuffpodcast.com. That's the letter N, stuffpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the Instuff Podcast, check out my other podcast, Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. In each episode, we share amazing true stories from Alaska told by the Alaskans who experienced them. The New York Times recently called Dark Winter Nights the best winter podcast for storytelling lovers. Check out Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska, wherever you get your podcasts, or at darkwinternights.com. The In Stuff podcast is brought to you by ScratchBand, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. Why is everyone telling you to wash your hands these days? Because they're covered with germs. Every time you touch your face, you're helping to put those germs into your body and make yourself sick. Until now, ScratchBand's patent pending design allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers shielding you from those gross hands. Made of medical-grade silicon, you can sanitize it in the dishwasher, washing machine, or even a microwave. So stop touching your face and making yourself sick and join the evolution, Scratchband. More information at scratchband.life.